welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. So, I want to talk with you about faith is freedom. And on this Memorial Day, we remember the heroes who died defending our freedoms and giving us freedoms for liberty, for life, and for the pursuit of happiness, for the freedom of worship to assemble together. In my own family, we've had several who have paid the ultimate sacrifice um, going back, we have people that served, and in fact, my grandfather ran away in uh, World War I when he was just 16 years old so he could serve. My other grandfather, they did not pay the ultimate sacrifice, but he was ready to go and was willing to volunteer. He had young children, and his, uh, his oldest son was about seven and cried and wept so much that he decided not to go. But in World War II, we have relatives that, that were there. Some have paid the ultimate price as they island hopped in the Pacific. Another relative went in on D-Day and told me the terrible carnage of, of the slaughter that went on around them as they scaled those cliffs so that you and I can sit here today without fear of any recrimination and we have freedom to worship. Can someone say praise God? Yeah, so we remember and uh, friends in, in Vietnam, I still remember, I was just 12, and Eddie Trevel, who grew up in our church, 19 years old, gunned down in the jungles of Vietnam, and it just seemed so wrong to me. But we're here today because of people like that that paid the ultimate sacrifice. If you know someone who paid the ultimate sacrifice, would you give an emoji, a yes, a thank you, or toot your horn, wave your hand, let's know and thank them today on this Memorial Day. Thank you so much. Yes. So many of you that are here, you know a different kind of freedom, and that's graduation freedom. Can anyone say, here, here, yeah. Finals are over. You've walked the line. I see several of you here. In fact, Grace Assembly of God has 14 high school seniors, seven college graduates, and one doctor, Dr. Melody Weber, who's just, uh, we thank the Lord for that. All right. And so you know what freedom is. And if you've ever been to school, you know what that last day of school is like. Uh, it's, that's another kind of freedom. But I want to get to this today. In God's plan for all of his creation, and every one of us have been made in the image of God. We're very dear to God's heart. But freedom is really a big deal in God's plan. And throughout the entire Bible, freedom is central to everything that God does. In fact, it's the central story of the Bible revolves around God sending his son to save, listen, deliver, and set free so that we could have a life that is abundant, 
We can be free from the fear of tomorrow, and we can be free from the guilt of the past, and not only are we free from, but how many know that we are free to grow in the Lord, to rejoice, to have horizons that we've never dreamed about or thought that were impossible for us because whom the Lord has set free, whom the Son has set free, is free indeed. Can you say praise the Lord with me? I like that, free indeed. How about that? Free indeed. Never to go back again. In fact, freedom means deliverance from oppression, from bondage, and destructive life patterns. It's so important that when Jesus inaugurated his ministry on earth, he stood in the temple, and he quoted from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. This is in Luke chapter 4. And these are the, this is what he said for his first sermon on earth to kick off his ministry. He said, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, that spiritually blind as well as physically blind, to set free those who are oppressed. And so, when Christ died, and I'm going to ask my wife to come, she is going to do an illustrated part of this sermon, and uh, just a moment as you see her come on stage, you can give her a hand, and I think you're really going to enjoy this. All right. Yeah. Yes. When Christ died and when he resurrected, we can experience true freedom. And Paul the Apostle said it's called the glorious freedom, the glorious freedom or liberty of the sons and daughters of God. And we live then in a covenant relationship. That means a relationship almost, well, is stronger than marriage with God. And that's all because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And so the first thing, and I'm going to have my wife come, is freedom through Jesus to experience abundant life. And Chris, there you are. All right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. All right, we're talking about it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so you might Stand wonder... Right. You might wonder, what are we going to be set free from? Right, boys and girls? We're going to talk to boys and girls as well. What are you going to be set free from? Well, Paul talked about being set free from the law. Now, that the law told us what kind of things he didn't like. They were the sins that keep us separated from God. And i got to get my handy-dandy scissors here. We're going to pretend that this is our life, and we've got lots of pages in there. And, you know, then you think about, well, what kind of things do we do that might separate us from God and might hurt us? Well, let's see. Mom told me to go do something, and I didn't do it. Adults, somebody told you you had a law to obey, and you didn't. Or I might have told a fib. I told something that wasn't true to get myself out of trouble. Uh Adults, any of you ever done that a time or two? Or maybe somebody hurt you, and all you can think about is that you want to hurt them back. Or you're just broken. Something's happened in your life. 
you've had somebody be unfaithful to you. You've had a friend that's done something you don't like or they've been betrayed you in some ways. And whether you're an adult or a child, that can leave scars. And your life doesn't look so happy anymore, does it? Well, when we give our life to Christ and when he comes into our hearts and when we decide that we are going to live for him and allow the redemption that he has secured on Calvary, on the cross for us, something begins to happen and begins to grow. As we talk to him, as we pray, as we study his word, something happens. Our brokenness becomes a tree of life. The spirit begins to work in our life, and it grows joy and peace and love and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. And guess what? There's no law against any of that. This is the stuff that makes us free, free to do the things that give us freedom and allows God to use us. And so from a broken life, God can bring forth a tree of life. It looks like a corn. I'll give you your scissors here, babe. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank. I like that. That makes that does it right there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. From slaves to son. Thank you, Chris. Good job. Terrific. Freedom through Jesus to experience abundant life. So, uh, in the book of Galatians, Paul put it this way in Galatians chapter four, verses three, four, and five. He wrote this. So also while we were children held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoptions as sons and read daughters there. And because, we'll just stop right there. So the cross is our statue of liberty. Paul wrote this in another epistle to the early church as they were coming to faith and he was discipling them. He said that he has transferred us from the kingdom of darkness. How many know that's called being a slave? To the kingdom of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. And when Christ died on the cross, he nailed all of our sins on the cross. He made a public display of, of the enemies of God and the enemies of you and me, and he paid the debt for us that we couldn't pay. Can someone say praise God? So we have freedom through Jesus to experience the tree of life because of what Jesus has done. He paid the ultimate sacrifice so that we could have the ultimate freedom. The second thing that I want to share with you today is Paul wrote this, he said, now that faith has come, faith has come, now that faith has come from slaves to sons. There's a faith that only comes through Jesus Christ. And he puts this faith in our heart and we respond to the Lord. 
And when we respond to the Lord, we are transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. It's called being born again. We now have the life that God has envisioned for every person. We've all been created in his image as a father to a son. And so Paul wrote this in Galatians 3, verses 25 through 27. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. And then Galatians 4, 6, and 7. Because, God, because you are sons, God has sent forth in your heart, just think of it, He has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, and we cry, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. So, this is what Paul the Apostle says. Before Christ, we're slaves to the elemental spirits of this world. In other words, none of us is powerful enough in ourselves to conquer those spiritual forces that keep us from being a child of God, that keep us from realizing the life that he has for us. But when we come to him, when we come to the Lord, we're set free. Now, God's freedom is so different than the concept of this world freedom. How many remember a song, a, a tragic figure actually, but brilliant, by the a songwriter and performer Janis Joplin? How many remember Janis Joplin? Probably her most famous song was Me and Bobby McGee. Do you remember that? And you'll have to Google it. I mean, it's, it's a, it, was, it was like number one forever on the charts. And she talks about me and Bobby McGee busted flat in Baton Rouge. They're looking for a train. They had no money. They had no, no, nothing left. They flagged down uh, a, a, a driver of a semi and they were singing, and she said, this is what she said, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. And friends, I want to say this morning that the enemy of our soul, that, that, is, that describes the freedom that he, would, he has, nothing left to lose. In the case of Janis Joplin, she kept with her life, kept trying to prove and go deeper and deeper into bondage till there was nothing left to lose, and tragically, her life ended in an overdose. But in Jesus Christ, freedom is not nothing left to lose. Freedom is everything to gain because of what he's done. Can you say amen? Yeah. Praise God. I am, yes, I am grateful today that because I'm a son and no longer a slave, when I'm a slave, I have nothing left to lose. I own nothing. I possess nothing. I'm not loved by anyone. I have no future. I have no past. My birth is not recorded. My death is not recorded. I'm just a piece of meat, a piece of property, right? That's the slave. And Paul said in Jesus Christ, we've been set free to that. No longer can we sing that, do we have to sing this song? Freedom's just another word for nothing left 
to lose. In other words, there's no hope in this world. There's nothing but in Jesus Christ. We are free for all things through Jesus Christ. Praise his name. So it means Paul wrote that we're in the Father's house now, that Jesus has redeemed us, and we're now sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're in the Father's house. Um, a former member at Grace, uh, uh, John, John Block, was a naval Iron Cross winner. Award, he was awarded in the jungles of Vietnam. He would fly helicopter missions into the enemy terry of the North Vietnamese regular army and the Viet Cong to the prisoner of war camps where our men were enslaved and they would, he said, some of them were in cages three foot wide, three foot high, and three foot deep just curled over. And they would drop in with that helicopter and they would come out uh, guns blazing if necessary. And he said, in fact, one of the men, one of the men, he later on, uh, when John moved here and he met someone in Walmart or Kmart and said, John, is that you? He heard a familiar voice and he turned around. It was one of the men that he had rescued. But he said, when I went up to him, he, he snarled at me. He growled at me. He thought his captors were coming to torture him in the middle of the night. And John grabbed him by the neck and yanked him out of here and took him over to the helicopter and shoo, 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 Away they flew to freedom. That's what Jesus Christ does for us. Can someone say praise God? Yes, he comes to rescue us and set us free. And we are in the Father's house. You say, Pastor, well, that, that's wonderful, but what that, what's that mean? We serve a good, good Father. But what's this mean? It means that in the Father's house, the character of the Father often rules that house and determines the outcome and creates the environment. This is what I know from God's Word, that our Heavenly Father is righteous. He is always present. He's the sanctifier. That means He disciplines us for our good. He's our good shepherd. He's our healer. Can someone say amen? He is our provider. He is the banner over us that when the enemy comes against us like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord comes in and holds up a standard against him, and he is our peace. And so today, I'm not a slave. I'm now a son of the Father's house. And just think with me for a moment what that means. Can you imagine what that environment produces when someone loves you and is willing to lay down their life for you. We have freedom from fear, and we have freedom from guilt, and we are now free to the freedom of faith. And Paul the Apostle wrote in another epistle, Romans chapter 8, 15, he said this, that he has put in our hearts the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now I want to just a few moments, I want to close with this. Freedom is your calling. Freedom is your calling, Galatians 5.1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. And then in verse 13, for you were called to freedom, called to freedom. Brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. I want to leave you with an acrostic called free. 
free. F is focus on your freedom. Stand fast and steward your freedom. It is worth it. Someone say amen. It's worth it. Don't go back. Don't go back to those elemental spirits. Don't go back to freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. I've been in that deep hole. How about you? No hope, no hope, but I had parents that prayed for me and grandparents that prayed for me, and I know what it means to be set free. So focus. Reap a great harvest of freedom. Imagine what that can be like in your life, what God has for you. Freedom. Freedom to love. Freedom to be what God has intended and created us to be. And then E is expand your freedom by faith and power. Paul said this, because Christ lives in you. Right now, everyone who called upon the name of the Lord, and today you can call upon his name to say, Lord, I, 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 want, to be, I want to be saved. I want to come into the Father's house. He wrote these words, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it's no longer I that live, but who lives inside of us? Jesus Christ, and we live by faith in the power of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So expand your freedom by faith and power. And then one other critical part of standing free in our calling, embrace serving others. Galatians 5.13. Use this through love to serve one another. Freedom has many, many benefits, praise God. Now today, as we get ready to close, the power of Jesus Christ to save, to deliver, to set free from the past, and set us free to the freedoms that come only in the Father's house, it is that He is as strong today as He's ever been. Can someone say amen? Yeah, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday today and forever, to give us an abundant life, to give us the tree of life, to turn the sorrows and the nicks and the things that, that harm us, and he takes it and turns it into his tree of life. In just a moment, I'm going to have, I'm, we're going to do a closing song. I'm going to ask them to come. It's as strong as ever, and today, today, if, if you say, I want to receive that in my heart, I'm going to ask you to bow your head. Just everyone close your eyes for a moment. I'm going to ask you to bow your head, and you'll say, Pastor Paul, I want to receive Jesus' freedom and his salvation. If you just lift your hand, just lift your hand for a moment. Online, just all you have to do is put salvation or put yes to his freedom, and we'll know and we'll pray for you. And the Lord is going to do something for you. If you're a believer here today, if you said, Pastor, listen to God's word. I, I see that, I'm, that God has so much more for me. If you reach out to the Lord today and say, Lord, will you help me? God can do a work in your life right now. Praise his name. Amen.